Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. And that's actually an amazing episode. You guys, you listeners, you've been waiting a lot to hear from this country. But before introducing our amazing guest for this episode, I just want to ask, how's Guilherme? Where have you been, bro? Still in Chile? How's it going? How's the vibe right there? Hey, hey guys, I'm still chilling in Chile. Yes, yes. And there's only one thing in my mind right now, which is the new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Like, João, have you seen it? No, I've got to watch. It's on my bucket list, bro. I mean, I, I was about to go to the movies. I was about to go to the movies this weekend. but Go after this recording. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make a statement. It is the best animation movie ever made and comic book movie. It's absolutely phenomenal. So I only only have that in my mind because I watched it two days ago. But also, in other news, other like nerdy news, the new Avatar cast was already uh, also uh, publicized who are going to be the characters. And I'm so fascinated by that because I'm a big Avatar fan. The Aang, sorry, not the blue guys. Yeah, not the blue guys. <laughs> <laughs> not the blue guys. Um, And yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. But going into our podcast south korea and introducing our guest he young kim how are you doing kim please introduce i'm yourself. good i'm very excited to talk to you guys and thanks for inviting me first yeah i'm so excited for sure to share my for story sure, for sure, <laughs> sure yeah. let's get to it we appreciate it one thing like i think probably it's going to be japan but i think south korea is now the most popular country in asia in terms of pop culture and media which is kind of mm -hmm. interesting because it, it wasn't like that like a couple of years ago because i remember being 12 i think the biggest starting point in this media turnaround in south korea was i think everybody will remember gangnam style that was the craziest mm -hmm. thing that happened to south korea like everybody from that point onward knew about south korea but before that i think it was still a very developing country in terms of creating let's call it media and cinema and all that because japan was very big especially with the horror scene with the j-horror with ringu and juan but south korea was still a little bit underground do you think that what caused this like turnaround in in media for south korea especially with gangnam style um that's very interesting questions and i am thinking about it um, yeah, I'm thinking about it, and that's really interesting point to me as well, because I really feel that way. I really feel that the fever is growing up, and it's getting really bigger, but I don't think there was, uh, like, a point that changed everything, that changed the game, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, we've been keep doing this for the, like, for the, for years, and yeah, so it's, this is what we've been doing. This is not, we didn't change anything. I'm not, I will yeah, not yeah. say that we did it, but I will like, well, Korea haven't done that. And I think people started to appreciate it or, you know, sometimes yeah. there is a trend and maybe Korea culture, Korean culture is on trend right now. Yeah, globalization, I guess, you know, because mm -hmm. people think that K-pop is really fresh, but... I mean, I, I'm wondering, like, you've heard K-pop bands since you were a kid. So the, the only difference is, like, it wasn't spread to the world. So I guess yeah, globalization is a paper of, you know, spreading the culture to the world. 
the term that K culture or K pop, I heard it since when I was like 10 years old or 13. But back then, when some people talk about like K pop or we say Hallyu, which means a string of K mm -hmm. uh, culture. And when some people talk about a K culture in Hallyu, some people, there's always some people who always like talk about bad, talk about bad things, right? And those people always talk about, yeah, only we know about the culture. Only mm -hmm. Korean people appreciate like our culture. And there's no, nothing like a K uh, stream or K fever. There was a, yeah, people talk like that back to 10 years ago. But now, obviously, it's not a truth anymore. Yeah. And like with globalization, I think K-pop has the biggest fandom out of anyone, like especially yeah. in the pop community, like Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, all that. I think K-pop still wins. It's insane. They will defend these people until they die. It's insane, man. <laughs> it's the craziest fandom ever. And that fascinates me. And a lot of them are not even Korean, which is another very interesting point. Like, I remember uh, even a lot of Portuguese people uh, make constant videos of just doing reviews of K-pop music and K-pop culture in general. And again, with Spain, Germany, all this globalization made K-pop so big outside of the country. And now it's like mm -hmm. the biggest thing ever. And I think that is really, really fascinating. And mm -hmm. I don't even know how that happened. But again, yeah, it's how you said, trends, um, people knowing a little bit more about the country, the global, the Gangnam style craze, <laughs> all of that. Yeah. And now South Korea, the, yeah. the biggest media country in um, in Asia. And it's happening with mm -hmm. the movies right now, you know, having a South Korean movie cinema. winning an Oscar for the best picture, that's, that was 10 years ago, if you could tell anyone who's living right now, nowadays, they would think it you're getting crazier kind of stuff. So that was an amazing winning for the country and for, for this globalization culture that is happening to the world right now. It was pretty cool, which is an amazing movie. Prioritize it. It's crazy, crazy good movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And not just Parasite. Now you've got like Train to Busan that many people yeah. outside of, you know, Asia say this is one of the greatest zombie movies ever. And again, Squid if you don't horror scene, yeah. so much more. Yeah, Squid Game. <laughs> like you know, well, it's... actually, about I'm sorry. Uh, actually, no, go, go, about go, go. the train to Busan, I like to ask you guys a question because I'm from Busan. So oh, uh, to my oh, amazing. yeah, like this, this reactions. You know, when I uh, tell other people that I actually am from Busan, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I said a movie. I I said a train to Busan." For me, to be honest. That was one of the Jomia movies, actually. But uh, um, I guess, like, for other people, that was something special about the movie. So I like to ask, what was special about it? For me, is the, sh like, horror things aside, it's just a quality and an emotional movie altogether. The pacing is amazing. Uh, it's also focuses more on the people than the zombies yeah. itself. And... I guess you kind of also see a little bit of the Korean culture, which is always interesting from people from North America or Europe that they don't know much about. So it's always interesting to see how these cultures behave when something unexpected happens. Um, and I think it's portrayed stunningly. Absolutely.
for you and the history behind the characters you know it was amazing to tell and get to know more about the culture and the horror scene it was pretty cool actually mm -hmm. but this history this you know trying to bring bring more about the culture of the country to the to the history long aside it was pretty cool and i love it yeah and, and the koreans are doing this actually pretty good i mean those uh, korean netflix series they okay they focus on the history and you can take an example with this quitty game the history is stunning and it's amazing but the storytelling be, uh, behind the characters are pretty cool i mean the storyline yeah. of this guy this uh this guy from i, I guess this immigrant in this Korean game I, i guess i forgot the, the country he was from i guess bangladesh bangladesh and he was from bangladesh and he was trying to get money right there and then you got to know that there are lots of people from bangladesh right there in south korea actually speaking korean which was pretty cool the storyline was amazing amazing actually, and the koreans the are actually doing and i went to the same school i saw that actor a few times on our campus Oh, what really Amazing. yeah yeah <laughs> i never talked to him personally but i saw him a few times and in popular opinion i never watched quick game so, <laughs> so i just watch it like i watch his face on a news or on a video clip or something like that but i was yeah i was very excited to see him because oh that's the face i know uh, um, <laughs> yeah and awesome. also speaking of horror movies I think, do you guys like horror movies in general? Well, he's into horror movies. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a fanatic with horror, horror films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fanatic. Absolutely. Then you My must be watching, yeah, so many horror movies, right? Yes. Do you think there is a difference between like Asian horror movies and Western, like kind of like a horror movie from America or European country? Do you see the difference? That's the, question question. You wanted, he, that's the question you wanted to hear. <laughs> question <laughs> of my life. Oh, yes. Not the answer is going to turn into three hours. No, no. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> Very simple. I think, uh, especially because I grew up with J-Horror a lot, watching movies <laughs> like, again, uh, Ringu and Juwan and One Missed Call. I forgot the Japanese titles, but all those movies have one thing that are very... Um, predominant, which is the visual aspect. Asia builds horror based on visual, which again, Thailand does as well, Korea does as well, um, and it scares the audience with first of all, very dark themes. In Japan, is usually the suicide and all that parts, uh, but again, it's with this visual sensation that it's terrifying. I mean, if you look at Samara from Ringu or um, or the girl from uh, from Juwan, they're just horrifying. And also a little bit of the sound effects when they enter a scene, when they exit, when someone gets killed, all those things build on this terrifying tension that the movie then creates on mostly on the, the visual aspect then. And Korean horror, I even think it's a little bit different than uh, Japanese horror and, or Taiwanese horror because it has an amazing storytelling, which, I mean, all these J-horror films are great, but their storytelling is not the greatest, but um, Korean horror, especially like Parasite, I, I, I think Parasite can count as a Korean horror, mm, um, but all those yeah. films just have a beautiful story, and they're also terrifying, so 
and it's still growing. So I'm very excited for the next, uh, let's call it batch of movies that comes out from Korea. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. The but the like horror movies. Um, actually, uh, when I grew up, my mom is a big fan of horror movies, so I yeah to watch a horror movie with my mom when I was a <laughs> six or seven years old, which didn't really uh, good for me back then. <laughs> so I have a kind of intentional, like a like kind of like a fear in my mind every time right now, to be honest. But anyway, I when I grew uh yeah growing up, I watched a lot of horror movies, and yeah. But that was a very interesting analysis because I think a little bit different. Um, I think w- the core of the Korean horror movie is um, em- emotion or the story behind a character. For me, when I watch a, a horror movie or a horror film uh, from America or yeah, America or other um, European country, it feels like it was an accident. And it was an accident that that people meet that ghost or it was an accident that someone met those a serial killer or something, right? There was nothing wrong that they've done. But in Korean movie, of course, they're an accident, but it's like, you know, paying and back. Um, you know what I mean? It's like I they've done that um, before. So they're getting back they what deserve. they done it's the karma yes like a karma like a karma and in korean there's an actually word um like han which is an emotion of um unresolved emotions of of anger and sadness and every complex a feeling of negative feelings and when you die when with the emotions unresolved you will have the emotions han so in korean movie Back to 10 years ago, back to 15 years ago, most of the characters, most of the that ghosts or like some, yeah, that horror characters had the Han, Han emotions. And I think that's a, that's my analysis. Yeah. I, now that you talk, talked about it, I absolutely agree because the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about these like karma situation was the curses. All the movies that I mm-hmm. mentioned have a curse. And this curse comes because they've done something wrong. Yeah, of course. It's so interesting now to think about it. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like, yeah, an American movie, most of the times is just pure accident. They are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Happens or... to yeah, the they didn't girl. they shouldn't have an elf in the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. dumb stuff like that. Whereas the yeah. Asian is more based on the culture and on the karma that someone like miss wrongs the culture or something which makes lots of more sense actually yes absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah that's crazy yeah wow what an amazing setting in a little bit reflecting yeah yeah. yeah. trying to throw back to the movies and think like thinking about verazite and also squid game always happening you know oh wow crazy (laughs) crazy amazing amazing Like nah. about the parasite too. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, go 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 go. Yeah, about the parasite too. Those rich people did something. Hmm, yeah, they were like they're not an assholes, but they're a little bit, you know, 
they did a rich people thing, right? Yeah, they were dicks. So they were assholes. So they got, <laughs> yeah. So they got back what they done before.、Mm-hmm. So I think Korean because that's a basic mindset behind、uh, Korean people's thoughts. I think we are, even though our national and、uh, real、uh, religion is not a Buddhism, but like in our mindset, we all have that kind of. Lessons from Buddhism, so most of people believe in karma.、Mm. Is is South Korea a religious country? I actually have never heard that much about religion regarding South Korea. I guess maybe it's because it's such a developed country and has so many big cities. And normally, when that happens, the cities are not that religious in terms of technology.、Um, would you say there's a predominant religion in South Korea or? Yeah,、uh, shamanism is very dominant, predominant. Shamanism, shamanism, and, and Buddhism. And what is shamanism? I'm actually because we believe so many myths, myth, and for example, we have really big, big test、um, for the university for the university entrance,、mm-hmm. and before hundred.、Um, Days ago, before that big test,、uh, a lot of parents, especially mothers,、uh, go to temple to pray, and they do bow three hundred times every day. It's very common,、uh, wishing for a lot good luck for their kids, something like that, and some other stuff. There's、uh, so many things like that, so many meat, and even though we are not religious country, we have so many temples. But we have more churches, though. It's another, <laughs> it's another <laughs> side of the yeah、um, society. But still, yeah, so many temples, and you know, it's a, something that we basically have in our mind. That kind of you know, the myth and shamanism or Buddhism, yeah, something like that. No, and and that sh- shapes the culture, especially. I know a little bit more about Buddhism, it,、uh, especially for Thailand. It、mm-hmm. like the people they're so much nicer and welcoming because of that, and also the crime is super low because people are just I don't want to say just like good when they're born because of their religion, but they're just I think they have a, a bigger moral compass, like um they know what's good and bad, and um、mm-hmm. and I'm sure with um I could you pronounce that religion again shamanism shamanism shamanism, shamanism. shamanism. it's uh. <laughs> And I believe that religion, shamanism, is also the same thing.、Um, yeah, with those、um, rituals again, like、uh, praying for something again with the test, like a hundred days before, hopefully I get an A. Then hundred days after, I got an A. So yeah, it is really interesting, really interesting. And I've I've heard crazy things also going a little bit to the to the education、um, that Koreans study a lot. Like they、yeah. live for school.、Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I talk about this topic in my class, and my students like always like it seems like so surprised and like they it seems like I can't like they can't believe it. We spent I don't know about nowadays, but when I was in high school, I spent like. So I went to school seven、um, a.m. and I came back like ten or eleven. So I it's、At、like、night. eight hours, right? So 
Yeah. Uh, 11 wait, at night. Wait, 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 Jesus wait, go back again at night? It's 10 or 11. Some kids going back after midnight. That's nah, super that's common crazy. in Korea. How many yeah. hours do you sleep? How do you sleep? Three hours. Not three what? hours. I slept pretty a lot. <laughs> yeah, I slept pretty a lot. I wasn't a good student. But yeah, like five, <laughs> six hours. And every time I wake up, I just like to kill myself. It's Especially in winter. Like the outside is so dark. And I like, I was wearing my <laughs> uniform. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to. I just, I don't want to live. Something like that. Yeah. That is crazy. But I heard it's, it's much better now, though. Yeah, you're just okay. leaving at school, you know. I'm glad. Yeah. Man, that that's crazy. I was just thinking if if they did a test day in Portugal with like a Korean <laughs> education day, like study like Korea for one day, I don't think they could do it. I think the Portuguese people would riot, the, the kids would riot and they would just storm out of out of the class. That's crazy. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. all students should have should come to Korea just for a week. And when they like go back to their country, they'll they will appreciate their home country. Their education. I completely believe that. Mm-hmm. My God. Oh, my God. It's, um, I remember even talking to someone from Korea, and she said that also the parents make a lot of, um, a lot of pressure into getting into a good college and uh, getting the good grades for that college and all of that. So there's a little bit of too much pressure even for the people to to then get that get the good grades and that goes with a lot of studying staying extra hours in school as you said but mm-hmm. that yeah, completely that's... destroys a person well <laughs> that's really true yeah that's true and that's a sad part and ugly side of korea maybe because actually there's a high rate of suicide on mm. teenagers or early 20s because of that, because of the pressure on good life and because of the pressure of getting good grades. But we should understand uh, what's behind the that phenomenon, right? So about Korean history, um, there was a really big development in a very short time. We were very poor until 50 years ago. But between 50 years ago, we grew up so fast. And now we were we are one of the you know, developed country, maybe. And yeah, yeah, like between those 50 years, we work so hard. And what our parents, uh, that's what uh, shape our parents' mindset. You got to work hard. That's the way you survive in this society. So back to 50 years ago, everyone was poor. Some of the people, they couldn't even afford living and they were you know starving but after 50 years almost yeah that's not really happening uh, i wouldn't say not happening there's a also dark side of a society so there are mm-hmm. people obviously but much less and we have very kind of secure society and social system so we de- we have developed the society very fast in a very fast pace and i think this um like fever about the education and fever about the getting into a good college or getting a good job like something like that is a side effect of the 
yeah, the, of the fast, you know, like, yeah, the fast growing in such a fast-paced way, for sure. Of course, mm-hmm. because there was still no, there was less trial and error to see what works and what doesn't work since it was so fast. And my dad mm-hmm. actually told me all about South Korea's uh, history. Like it was so poor. That's why kimchi even existed. It was what poor people ate because yeah. it was filling and it was hot, and Korea is quite cold. So, um, so that's why kimchi, that's what he told me at least started as then it now becomes like such a big meal and a big staple for Korea. Uh, maybe maybe but- that was a different food because kimchi is just a fermented salad. So we, that's what, that's not a poor people's food, but there's uh, something like that. It's not kimchi, but it's a called mm. a budetjige, which is a, like a mixed stew. With yeah. all the spam and other um, ingredients from the army, U.S. Army camp, and it's a uh, kind of popular nice. right now. But yeah, it's a hot, and you can make it with everything, with anything, <laughs> especially with spam, with ham. You know that's a very cheap mm. food mm-hmm. in the states, but in Korea, it's still popular and it's pretty expensive. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's a food. Yep. Oh, now let's actually yeah, get into the food Korean because food. I mean. Korean barbecue, again, with globalization, became insanely popular everywhere. Korean restaurants all around Europe, Africa, even counting as South Africa. Um, My God, I think I will will say in comparison to Japan and China, there's something I would say about Korean barbecue. It has insane variety and it's in variety in terms of the dishes themselves. They're completely different dishes like i remember looking at menus from korean barbecue and each dish had a completely different name and the dish itself was like nothing like the other it was everything was so different whereas like in chinese restaurants normally the dishes are kind of similar um but in korean barbecue i could go to the same restaurant like 50 times and yeah, i still wouldn't have taste tasted dish. like all of the different <laughs> dishes they had in the menu yeah not not only the barbecue i mean the the meals itself i mean it's pretty good in brazil it's not that famous uh korean restaurants but there are a few few there there is one close to my place actually i've mm-hmm. been there five or six times i mean still <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> uh, yeah still i'm, I'm there's trying a lot to... of korean population in brazil though yeah i guess in the south might might be in because south. here in rio yeah here in rio it's it's crazy because when I went to Europe, you know, people were asking me, "Oh, you're from Rio? You might see lots of tourists right there and kind of stuff." But but no, actually no, I I haven't seen I haven't seen lots of tourists and lots of people from around the world right here, and it's basically because okay, I don't live you know close to the you know city center and close to Copacabana and to the main tourist places. But still, even there, when I go there, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't spot a lot actually. But still, come back to the the Korean restaurants. Oh, amazing food! What an amazing food! And I like it spicy. I love it spicy. So, in my opinion, it's one of the best uh, foods of the world for 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 real. You mean? Yeah. Like if I'm being any witty, guys, I didn't really think Korean food is that amazing because that's what I've been happen you know so i took Since it ever. for granted yeah, until yeah. i moved to you know this country or Abroad. until i moved to another country um 
Yeah, we have really variety of food, um, which is great. And yeah, I think Korean cuisine is one of the best, best cuisines in the world. Now I can say that. And it's pretty healthy too. I'm proud of that part because I lived in Mexico for a year. I love Mexican food. I love it. I really love it. If I pick like one of the best food in the world, I would definitely pick, other than Korean, I would definitely pick a Mexican food. But in terms of a variety or um, like healthy, you know, yeah, let's, Mexicans let's was not healthy. be honest. Yeah. Not it's at like, all. <laughs> again, wait so much. Yeah. So Mexico, it's super delicious. But about the healthy, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but very they're not there food, yet. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah, to imagine having great, this yeah. Mexican food every single day. You know, in, in Korea, no, you can imagine. Super happy. Yeah. Uh huh. But Korean food, it's it's delicious, and it can be bad. Well, it depends on the recipe. So I wouldn't say it's one hundred percent good, healthy. It's not like mm. that. That will be a bullshit. But no, uh, yeah. in general, yeah. We are pretty healthy meals, and that's a yeah, that's a good part of our food culture, I think. Now that you talked a little bit about that, I've never like thought that South America in general and Central has like really good food. Maybe besides Chile and Argentina, but bef besides those two, I think it has really good food, but it's generally not really that healthy. I would say maybe even Brazil is the healthiest one. Yeah, we got um, lots of vegetables right America. here, fruits. Because of feijoada, yeah. I, I I think it's a it's quite a healthy food. Like it's a <laughs> feijoada. It is in bro. It is Yeah, feijoada in Portugal is healthy. Hey, lots of fat in there. Is it healthy? Is Portuguese food healthy? I think so, especially in the south because it's based on fish and seafood. Fish, yeah, and it's based on um the English word would be purees, purees. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the north is a little bit more towards the fats, the um, yeah, like the fats too, like feijoada. We have that as well. A mm -hmm. different take, but kind of kind of similar. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say Portugal is a is a healthy country. We do use a lot of olive oil. That depends if you consider it healthy or not. But we just put a ton of it <laughs> yeah, in everything. Yeah. We love olive oil. <laughs> I told but, uh, you I, I went to <laughs> Portugal one time and the only thing, only dish I remember right now is a uh, that fatty sandwich. What's uh, it called? The Francesinha. <laughs> <No, but I, laughs> he, he didn't even need to, to think too much. It's, it's yeah. Francesinha, yeah. It's, yeah, that's a North dish. That's yeah, it's the North dish. Different. Yeah, it's a North okay. dish. Completely fat. That, that, will, that is probably the most unhealthy dish in Portugal, yeah. but it's also <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. Delicious. Yeah. I but it's it. something you eat like once every a month once a month i think yeah it's... once a month that's too much yeah, for it... me yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I've met a friend from from the north he eats this every single week after work he just goes to the week. restaurant yeah people from porto Damn. bro that's why they, they do eat francesinhas a lot as a dinner i did and i ate that and i'm full for three days i kid you not i yeah, still remember the last time it's full for three days Oh my God. I don't eat a lot, so yeah, for me, it's <laughs> lots of food, lots of food. Young, um, tell me, the um, what do you think is like the Korean dish that people just have to eat? If they go to Korea or if they have a nearby Korean restaurant close to their homes, 
what do you think is like the the must dish my favorite is bing pop bing pop i love it bing pop bibimbap is it bibimbap yeah i love it that uh literally means uh mixed rice with um with a lot of vegetables and a yeah. little bit of meat maybe a little bit of um there is an egg uh, chili paste and fried yeah. egg sometimes yeah but that's a really hard question though there's nothing yeah. like oh, okay you should try this like for example uh, about chili i'm living in chile right now for so about chile if you come to chile people can recommend others like yeah try choclo or try completo this is a must eat food in chile right but in korea i don't think there is a one thing that you should you must try because we have too many good things it's impossible yeah. <laughs> to yeah. pick only one and it yeah. probably depends on your palate so i don't know mm. No, no, I completely understand. I, I again with the restaurant close to my home in South Africa, like the menu was so big, and each food was delicious. Like I wanted to eat the same food as last time, but I was like, no, I gotta try something new, and that something new was as delicious as the last one. So absolutely, I would I would say just go with your finger in the menu, and then just close your eyes, and then just pick the thing that you. Well, bring with. Korean friends that that will help you. <laughs> or make yeah. some Korean friends. Also, mm -hmm. oh, so, so those them. Koreans, uh, these this restaurants nearby my place, they they are Koreans. Actually, Koreans they barely speak Portuguese. Actually, they they try to, and they are so cute. They are recommending lots okay. of dishes every single day I go there. They they very cute. They very cute, and it's all about well, the spices. Actually... The spices they use, they are pretty good. Yeah, the spices. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's different. And I, I think I ju it just came to my mind. I can actually uh, recommend just one food that maybe everyone will like. It's called bulgogi. It's a marinated um, beef, but with a little bit of veggies and yeah, beef, but it's like a sweet, um, but it's not spicy, but it's sweet and yeah, savory. It's very delicious. It goes really well with rice, a hot steamed rice. So you'll love it. I never met someone who says I don't like bulgogi. It's like all everyone's favorite, you know. And it's also one of the most well known, I would say, because um, bulgogi, yeah. yeah, yeah, bulgogi, delicious. Oh my god! I actually, I have to find a Korean restaurant here. Did Did you find any? I think you told me there's a Korean street. I don't remember if it was you, but Patronato. Patronato, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's mostly Korean or is it Asia in general? Oh, no. Actually, the name of the street is Seoul because there is a, a Korean population there and a lot of mm. Korean, Korean people live there. So it's, well, mixed, um, mixed Asian something, but mainly Korean. And actually, Amazing. I plan to go to a Korean restaurant after this, but I'm not sure about it. There are a few <laughs> Korean restaurants and I can recommend you some. Because I have some um, students who work at Korean restaurant. And, oh, very cool. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Yes, please. After the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, let's talk about like um, what you actually do. Because I, I remember vaguely, but I, I remember it's something to do with teaching and university. But what is it specifically? Mm -hmm. 
I teach Korean to Chilean students. Ah, very cool. Korean to Chilean students. And is it a part of their curriculums or do they choose as like an extra thing outside of school? So it belongs to their uh, it, course. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with their course, their major, but it's just out of it. So uh, it's a, just an institute, institute by the Korean government mm. and it's just located in the university. Of course, it's a, it's supported by the university, but it's out of the course. So all the students who are in the class, they are, um, yeah, they just wanted it. So they are taking it. Oh, amazing. Mm. And how did you end up in Chile? Um, so I lived in Mexico for a year and after um, coming back from Mexico, I... Uh, spent like a three months in Korea and when I was there I uh, I happened to find this job and I applied for it I didn't think that I would get it because um, I didn't really um, I thought there there are so many um, better competitors than me because uh, mm. I have a kind of zero experiences with teaching um, I study art theory, by the way. I study art, and that's what I oh, did amazing. in Mexico. Mm -mm. So I did art, but I had a certificate uh, for the teaching Korean. I got it when I was in university. So I just applied for it, and, well, yeah, I got it. So I'm here in Chile. Congratulations. <laughs> and how is the experience been going? Do you have many students? Do they like the classes? How, they how love, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they love it. <laughs> and I really love it. It's every day I feel so different. So to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed at um, the place that I am in right now when I just got here because it was so different from what I thought. I was in Mexico, so I thought it was my ignorance. But I thought that all kind of, yeah, Chile would be similar to Mexico. Mm -hmm. But that was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, I was wrong. So <laughs> I was kind of, yeah, you know, disappointed or depressed a little bit. Also, the weather affected a little bit because now Chile is getting more chill, right? So um, Too chill. Yeah. Too chill. Yeah, too chill. Like too chill. I mean, neither. I don't like it, but it is <laughs> what it is. But anyway, but... I now I really appreciate the value that this country has and I really love the people I love meeting my students and I'm really enjoying my life here that's nice every time that I talk to a teacher they always say like the best part of the job is just the fulfillment because you are basically educating and improving in a way like younger people's lives you're a role model for a lot of them and um, mm -hmm. and it's super fulfilling to have them learn these new language, Probably. which is very very hard for someone who's Spanish speaking or even European speaking. Like any Asian language is super super hard for us. So to see them be able to write and talk in such a nice way, your language must be really really fulfilling. So yeah, yeah. To be honest, there's so much so much frustration for me because as you guys know. Korean and Spanish are so different. It's one of the like a far language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that exists. 
So um, when I whenever I teach my students, I like I'm like, hey guys, I I've I've been talking about this like like throughout the whole semester, not even on this class, but I've been talking to you this. They still don't get it, but I need to be patient. Like, uh, yeah, I always do it. Like, okay, I will not get mad at this point, <laughs> and I'm practicing. <laughs> And actually, that really helps. They are helping me with my Spanish as well. I make mm. uh, kind of funny mistakes in a class a lot. And yeah, I'm enjoying the journey, though. And about teaching and about the students, what's uh, special or what's interesting about Chilean students is, unlike other students, unlike the students in other South American countries, a students here are their um, age their average age is pretty high. So when you go to another country, when another country in South America, um, mostly they're in their teenage, teenage or early 20s, no more than that. But here in Chile, there are a lot of like a, yeah, it's like so different. One student is like 16, 17, but one other student is, like in her four, uh, 60 or yes, 50, yeah, so many. Yeah, it, so happens, diverse. it happens a lot here in South America. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. basically because of the economics, because people like back in the days didn't have the opportunity to, you know, go to school or get to learn a new language, for example. And nowadays they do because the economic is a bit better. Uh, Chile and Brazil, they're perfectly examples for this and back in the days we used to struggle a lot and nowadays we are both the best countries right here in in south america brazil is the biggest economic is right here and then following chile is the second one so yeah basically because of it i mean people are just getting more opportunity so back in the days they didn't have the opportunity to go to school to go to the university and learn a new language and now they they have they have money and uh, resources to to do things basically i really respect them respect yeah. the, you know people who try to learn something new at the age of like 50 or 60 of course they're slow learners because of you know it's not as easy as it was before yeah but i really, really respect them absolutely like not having studied for years and years and years and then going back to studying mm -hmm. must be such a like difficult to adjust because again yeah. the education system is absolutely different than what than it was like 40 years ago 30 years ago uh and their will and drive to learn that new language maybe it couldn't even be for for their jobs it could just be for pure pleasure culture uh being more cultured yeah. um is obviously deserves a lot of respect for sure and um going back to korea a little bit also with the media something that is very very popular and I don't know if it started in South Korea, maybe it didn't, but the mukbangs, like oh yeah, a, a niche. But I don't even that's think it's a, a Korean. That's a Korean word mukbang, yeah. which means uh yeah, eating, eating show, eating while eating talking show. to the camera in a way like having a conversation. So that so <laughs> the word is Korean. So I'm I'm yeah, it started in Korea, mm -hmm. and it's insane. Like the foods that people eat, not just that, but how popular it got and it generated this new age of youtube content in a way and um and yeah all, all came from korea 
but mm-hmm. man those really really weird foods like the um, the craziest ones are always like the seafood ones like the the live octopus or the <laughs> or the very big clams <laughs> with the sauces yeah. oh it's it wasn't like that actually the way so i as i remember how it started was so there was a bj right bj is a you know people who do a, live streaming on youtube mm-hmm. or some other uh, video platform and they started eating in front of a cam in front of the monitor uh, because they were doing live and many people watched it because there are a lot of people in a lot of 20s who lives in you know seoul or other cities being apart from their family so they live alone they're lonely people who live by themselves so they you know they eat together while watching um that eating show it mm. wasn't eating show at, um when it got, when it started but mm. it got popular so many people started watching it so many people start doing it as well and it got more dramatic with live octopus or like gigantic like a food or a huge amount of food, something like that. And but where it started, I think it was, um, yeah, because oh, yeah, that's a be- I, beautiful concept. Yeah, what did you uh-huh. just explain? Being alone I, and yeah. and eating alone is is horrible, especially if you like uh, horrible in in the sense of like always doing it. It's all obviously mm-hmm. always more fun to have someone around and having that concept of watching another person eat, but eating with you. And it's like you're having mm-hmm. that conversation with them. I think that's a really, really beautiful concept. And um, obviously, that's how we got popular and how it worked. But um, I never saw this. <laughs> just you never saw mukbangs. Wow. No, never, man. I'm just here. I only you. saw them when they went to the West, right to North America, and they started all, also also doing the mukbangs. But uh, but then I dived a little bit deeper, and uh, and yeah, I found it was from Korea. And and maybe I'm thinking of this right now too. Maybe this is just a point that you guys can hear from the point of you know, uh, girl, Korean girl in her twenties. Um, a lot of Korean girl women they're having eating disorder. This is really a sad really? part of our society. Yeah, because we have really high uh, beauty standards. So a lot of people. Well, it's getting better now, but even I had it. And um, so a lot of uh, women, they feel uncomfortable with eating. They think something uh, eating is not something that's, you know, enjoy, be enjoyed. Or they always have that kind of regulation with themselves, with eating. But by watching other people eating food, they get their needs um, on the Fulfill. food get fulfilled so i think that was also one of the core um uh, reason of the population of mukbang that's an amazing wow. topic they because... they get filled with like virtual eating yeah way. yeah seeing, yeah seeing because i'm on a diet so i can't eat that giant food i can't eat that uh, like a big ramen or that food but Oh, that looks so good, but I'm just eating the chicken and a like a sweet potato or something like that. But I'm watching it, so oh yeah, I'm happy, something like that. Yeah. Wow. But you you made a great point with cosmetics, because I also read a little bit about um and more so on the insecurities that many Korean girls have because of this whole world. And I've also read that it's super usual for Korean girls and boys to have plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. which 
is very uncommon in Asia, the, right? in Europe. Usually when people mm-hmm. do it, it's more um, noses. I would say it's kind of popular. Um, usually if, if you really have a big nose or if it's curved or if you went on a boxing match and you broke your nose, you do like the, the rhino uh, plastic thingy. But it, usually the faces, it's insanely common. But in South Korea, I even read it's encouraged even you may be, you may even be able to speak a little a little bit about this part yeah it's super common so when i was in my uh, when i was in middle school there were some girls who got their double eyelid surgery during the vacation during the summer vacation that's, and a lot of really people fresh, yeah though. get plastic very surgery so, yeah it's very early right i heard that it's even getting earlier right now so a lot of um you know teenagers in like who's in elementary school they even get it it's crazy but people think that your appearance and your look is one of the things that makes you more competitive among other you know people of course it's true in some way i wouldn't say it's not that's not true at all but yeah we had kind of you know obsession or what so we had yeah we have that kind of fever but i think it's well i'm not sure about it but um in a state or even in brazil is also known for high population getting a plastic surgery and right here but about the body or face yeah for you i mean totally totally i mean people are just changing you know there is this girl, <laughs> the singer Anita. Just changing. They got, yeah, they're just becoming whole different person. Yeah, they're just not themselves anymore. You know, there is this singer Anita. If you got a picture of her right now and then you look 10 years ago, it's a totally different person. It's crazy. They're just modificated. And I guess the pop culture right here are actually a high influence on it. There is a high influence on it. I'm not sure if it's because of pop, this trend right there in South Korea. And once again, <laughs> bringing the globalization to our podcast. And But it actually, it's very interesting topic you've brought right here. Because if you think about the other Asian countries, for example, Japan or China, Thailand, Philippines, the, 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 it isn't that common, you know, plastic surgeries right there in the other countries. But if you... Just think about South Korea, it's increasing a lot. And if if this, you know, topic that you brought that kids are just doing, you know, middle schools, they're kids. Come on, they're kids. And they're just changing their bodies. Yeah, 10 years old, old, man. And that that's insane, you know. For us, right? For us. Yeah, yeah. I for mean, me too. Europe, <laughs> yeah, for everybody, <laughs> I guess, yeah, for, man. For, for, for everybody, too. for the society, you know. Yeah, I think well it's that's very interesting topic um I think well one of the thing is we Korea is very very small society so there is a trend every time and like you know it's such a small country so there is a trend and everyone knows that trend it's almost impossible to get out of trend and we like to share, it's a kind of, yeah, trait of Korean people. Uh, they like to have um, the same 
thought and they like to have the same point of view. It's very interesting. It's unlike the uh, European country or states. Uh, I, I think you guys like to think um, somewhat different ways, but Definitely. I think Korean people nowadays, younger people, they're having different um, thoughts on this. But back to 20 years ago, 10 years ago, when I grew up, when, some, when you spot uh, people who find a little bit different than you, other people, they are someone, you know, who's crazy or is out of the standard. So uh, there's a um, standard and there is a, you know, criteria, like a range of being mm -hmm. normal and range. If you get out of it, you're a little bit unusual and you're a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit different. And so there is a, yeah, that's uh, funny and interesting. So I look totally Korean, but if I go to Korea, then people ask me if I am Korean and where am I from? Yeah, I was a tour guide once in Busan, my city. And when <laughs> I went there as a tour guide, other tourists asked me, like, where am I from? So they didn't think that I was, I really? am there a tour guide, you know? Uh, yeah, because Korean has a kind of, yeah, like a mm -hmm. same makeup style or other appearance. Yeah. So I think we have very identity, like, you know, identical, uh, yeah. I, I actually, I always praise the difference. I always praise people to be the black sheep because that's what I always yeah, grew up on. For sure. Be different. I never cared. Listen, I'm the most nerdy person ever and I embrace it. I'm always talking about Star Wars, you know, Ghostbusters, whatever it is, just all the nerdy stuff. And I love it. I always tell people just to be themselves and people, dope people will come based on that because again, that yeah. talks authenticity and being genuine um and um and yeah I, I would advocate now as soon as i meet another korean person be the black sheep yeah don't be the white no, sheep. for you i mean i mean that's that's how how we, we should be free you know we have to be uh, whoever we want and the only thing that scares me about those surgeries is the healthy stuff you know because there is, I mean, he young, she can speak a way better, you know, than me and Guilherme because it's, you know, she, she's a girl. And I mean, those, those surgeries, I mean, it's just having a pattern, you know, you have a pattern of this girl, of this, you know, beauty girl, and you want to follow this partner. And this is carries a lot, you know, you just want to be, you know, change your nose, change your boobs, change your body right here in Brazil. That's, that's insane, you know. We see kids doing surgeries with 10, 12 years old. That's this cares a lot. You know, it's being different, you know, by yourself, but don't change your body. Don't do surergeries for changing yourself as your kid. That's what I wanted to say. Because there is this beauty partner of parts. being. Yeah. Yeah, no, even even crazier than the body parts is just a face, because that's you. Like I get why girls want to increase their boobs it's absolutely fine uh yeah. like but face that's like that's you that's you yeah, that's you man what's well, the difference between the body and face then yeah bro know, yeah yeah but yeah that, that's for me it's just kind of if i meet someone like kind of if i meet a girl and maybe she increases her boobs it's like oh that's dope 
That's dope. But if he, she, she changes her face, I'm like, what? That's insane. You were. What's the I don't difference? Know. Same, man. I'm That's getting. the same, maybe, man. There's no maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm reaching. But, I, <laughs> but, but yeah, just the face is crazy. But I think um, that trend is also changing because because of that reason, because that kind of, you know, regulation or suppression under our society. A lot of young people is trying to be unique trying to find their own color mm. and I think that's really beautiful and yeah. so because of that the trend of you know plastic surgery maybe is changing too I never get into get interested in that part so I don't really know about it that much but I think I heard that it's not only in Korea but in everywhere in the world there are many mm. people so back to like 20 years ago people always bring a piece of uh, a photo of the celebrity so they ask a doctor yeah, i'd yeah, like yeah. to be like this person mm -hmm. but nowadays i heard that people um take a selfie and you know the edited version of selfie and bring it to them and yeah, instagram say it. Yeah. yeah i like to be this uh version of me well that's a changing right it's so it's not even now it's not a different person but a better me so mm -hmm. yeah it's changing no, for sure. And and I think you are right. I think back people used to I mean nowadays yes as well, but people used to really look up to to celebrities even more. I remember like back then, you know, you had not Rihanna, but you had um especially in America. I forgot their names, but I, I think people would like also with haircuts go to a barber and ask, "Oh, I want to have the George Clooney haircut or the Brad Pitt haircut. But nowadays, I think it's a little bit different. I think also with technology, they can just like, okay, I just want this cut. And then it's a picture of me, but not me. It's just me with uh, with some filters. So I think that is a little bit better, I would say. And it goes into, I think it's evolving into a better place with that. Um, I forgot the point that I was going with this, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... um. But yeah, it's it's getting better that way, as you said. So I'm happy for it. No, and for I'm sure. here for it. For sure. Guys, we're just reaching the end of our podcast. It's been quite fast, this conversation, this amazing conversation with He Young. She totally teaches. She's a teacher. So she, yeah, she taught. She, she really taught us. These yeah, she taught, she taught lots <laughs> yeah. of stuff for us, you know, during this podcast. But before ending up our episode Guilherme does a question every single episode so feel free buddy the path is of free for course. you of course just before I ask this question this is a very quick one but what is the thing that you're missing the most of South Korea yeah, the thing that you cool. want to do right away as soon as you go back to South Korea maybe for a couple of weeks month maybe even living there oh well first of all I miss my friends so I miss like just hitting up my friends and like, hey, let's go out. And I like, mm -hmm. you know, I like to go this uh, with you or, yeah, I miss my friends the most. But actually the other day I saw, a, was it a video or picture? But I saw a video of a sauna. We have really big sauna culture. This is something that I also want to talk mm -hmm. about. But it's sure. it feels so amazing. So <laughs> I want to, you know, especially in this weather, I really love to go to sauna. Amazing. I love saunas. Problem is in Europe they're so expensive, so oh, yeah? expensive and very, 
Yeah, they're they're not that accessible. In the south of Europe, especially, not much. If you go to the Netherlands, they're very popular or to Yeah, Finland. Uh, Finland is the capital of Poland, right? Yeah, of, of course, the Scandinavian countries. But yeah. the problem is for them, it could be accessible in terms of money-wise. But for me from Portugal, that's crazy expensive. So I never really went to Sunas that much. Uh, but every time that I went to one, I really enjoyed it. And it's really yeah, healthy. Yeah, in Korea, well. it only costs like ten dollars. Nothing more than that. It's like a paradise. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and also you were talking about going out. Just this topic because I think South Korea kind of is a bit different than other Asian countries. Also, in this the the night culture and the going out, like oh, being yeah. able to drink outside on public transportation, the festivals that you guys have there, so much thing like. The going out is absolutely different than any other Asian country, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the most the biggest difference between where I live and the Korea mm. is, of course, safety. Yeah, that's uh, something that's the most important, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's pretty safe compared to Latin America's, of course. But other than safety, we also have a big night culture and. That's yeah, we are pretty crazy people. We are crazy about <laughs> about like drinking. Well, we have really yeah, country, we have yeah. a really big uh, karaoke culture. Every people can sing. I think most Korean people can sing. We like to oh, dance, amazing. and yeah, we are a pretty fun country to yeah, yeah live or hang out. Yeah, to mm -hmm. party. Cool. All right, good statement. If you guys want to party South Korea, it is Asia. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> All right. Last question. Yes, yes. Let's go to the end question. So, Iyang, if I would say, what is the thing that makes you the most proud about being from Korea? What would you say? Like, when you talk to your students, obviously, you're teaching Korean, so they know you're from Korea, but... Imagine they didn't know, and you would say, I'm from Korea. What would be the thing that followed that to kind of, for them to understand what Korea means to you? What would you say? Why Korea means to, means to me, I think, more than others, there's where Korea is where I am from, where my families are, and where shaped my personality and who made who i am right now so i'm not no i'm not talking i'm not saying that akariza is such a beautiful country or it's just like mm. you know paradise utopia it's mm -hmm. not like that never but i am just i'm appreciative who i am right now and korea is the one that shaped me in this way so i i am appreciate um yeah i'm appreciative of it for sure Mm -hmm. it's now earth you know when you're abroad we always miss our our home you know you're just homesick every time we go abroad so mm -hmm. that's a very beautiful statement actually when i was in europe okay I, I when i was in brazil actually before going traveling abroad i didn't care so much you know to be this patriot guy from brazil and kind of stuff but then when i step in europe when I've been to Poland, two years living in Poland, I was I became the 
most Brazilian guy ever, you know, because I was just I homesick. know, yeah. <laughs> I was just homesick and I was missing everything about you my You always country. need a distance to see, yeah. um, to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Happens the same with me. But it's really good to project also your culture. Um so other people can also understand like how you behave, how what the things you really like. Um, I, I love to talk about Portugal. You know, obviously Portugal has many bad things in terms of like government and all that. Yeah, but we also have really right. good things, especially in the South. I always talk about the South as if it's kind of different from the rest of Portugal because again, it's my place. Yeah, and, um, appreciation. And, and our beaches, islands that we have there and the food culture again is a little bit different than the rest of the country with the fish, with the seafood and um, and the people really. Uh, and just the whole landscapes that we have that are so unique in the South. So I think it's like uh, almost mandatory for whenever you're abroad, obviously integrate into the culture that you're in, but also project pr project a little bit of your own so that sure. it becomes a melting pot. For you. And there's a little bit for everyone. It's going to help you to sure. meet other people too. So yeah, for sure. And it kind of also makes you different than others. Again, with the black sheep talk. It makes yeah. you kind of unique yeah. in a way when you're like talking. You're always a unique one. Yeah. When you're abroad, you're always like a special one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to know everything about your country. So you're sure. just always talking yeah. about Where are you? favorite things. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Ian, thank you so much for being part of our podcast and accepting the invitation yes. one more time. And wow. What an amazing guest we had this <laughs> afternoon night. Or morning depends when you guys are listening to this podcast. Oh, Thank you so much. Right now. Yeah, it's sundown. It's getting dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, um... amazing. So to our guests, thank you for reaching until the end. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast WWP. Oh my god, I almost forgot at Podcast WWP. And now leave us a review on Spotify and yeah, Apple share. Podcasts. Yeah, Leave sure. us there with Share you. Tell us. Yeah, go guys. <laughs> you Help us. South Korea. Thank you. It was really fun. Thanks for yeah. having me today. Yeah, today. Of course, of course. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. See you, dears. Ooh.